0: You're not trying trying say it.
1: So, I have a interesting story about this episode's dish, Nekomama.
0: Let's hear it, dude.
1: Um. So, I've never had it prior, and as I'm on record stating that I can literally eat anything with rice, I decided to take a, a try at it, take a little gander at uh Wait, can I even say that? Gander? What is gander? Define gander, if you're so no, smart. No, because that means
0: you're taking a look at something. You can say you take a shot at okay, it. Okay,
1: take a shot. I was trying to sound smart like you, um, but psoor, I... psoor, psoor. <laughs> Does
0: that sound smart? Yeah, yeah, there
1: it is. So, uh, I tried. I tried making. A, I tried making the dish with uh, some probably over a year old uh, bonita flakes that I've had stored in a jar, uh, and soy sauce and rice. And let me tell you, I do not like it. <laughs> Maybe because it is old as Bonita Flakes, but, uh, and at the end of this episode, when they had their little tidbit about food or ingredients, they said you had to have like freshly flaked or shavings of Bonita Flakes. I had the exact opposite of freshly shaved uh, Bonita Flakes, so maybe that was the the deal.
0: That's gotta be hard to find though around here, right?
1: Asian stores. A lot of Asian stores have it.
0: Okay. So what you could do is you could just try to make the rice and the soy sauce and see how that is.
1: I mean, I just to kind I, of
0: try try to isolate.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I I've had that in the past so just like a, as like a small snack. I kind of just throw throw like a scoop of rice into a bowl and add some soy sauce, and that's a good little mid afternoon snack.
0: So it's got to be the bonito then. Yeah, it has to
1: be. Does the idea
0: of fish flakes kind of freak you out a little bit? No. Why <laughs> does, does it? Does it you? I wouldn't say it freaks me out, but it's, I'm trying to compare it to something, because I know I've had things with bonito in it, and I've never purchased it to cook anything with bonito on my own, but the idea of, like, flaked meat, or any sort of, like, flaked animal flesh, fish, meat, poultry, whatever, and I guess it's maybe kind of, like, beef jerky, like, the general idea is the same, and that does not gross me out. So if they called it, like, fish shavings, maybe that'd be better. <laughs>
1: Would it be better? It sounds worse. Is Bonito Flakes Bonito? Or I was, oh. I was saying Bonita. <laughs> like, that's, like, Spanish or some shit. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're trying. Yeah, we're trying our best. Whatever. We're not chefs. Um, so, I I, I can see that. Maybe it's just... My initial thought was maybe the, the flakes were just to add, like, a, a texture and a... Uh, A very light taste compared to like the soy sauce and the rice that's why i was so excited to try i'm like oh i have all these ingredients it seems so simple maybe i can just throw this together yeah i know it's it wasn't good you might be right though about (laughs) it might be the year old uh bonito flakes do they come in a
0: jar or is it like a package or how are they sold
1: i think they're usually sold in just those plastic or like the resealable bags you know the plastic resealable bags but i put into a jar to hold the f- freshness longer i'm not sure if it's supposed to be held up that long but oh well
0: like a beef jerky bag
1: yeah yeah exactly yeah
0: see the parallels man as long as i <laughs> i can connect it to something that i know because i have a primal fear of trying new things <laughs> so if i can relate it to something then it's fair game
1: but you're not as picky as other people are though I think I'll eat anything
0: aside from beets, or I'll try anything.
1: Yeah, who eats beets? A lot of people. No. No.
0: About 10 years ago, I remember, I was living with a couple friends, and I came in, and my one friend was home, he was cooking, so I I asked him what he was making, and he had this pot full of this this dark purple liquid, and I I, I had no idea what it was. (laughs) And he's like, beets. I was like, okay, so you're going you're gonna to add some more things to that and not just have it be a, a, a pot of beets? And he was like, no. No. And he was dead-ass serious. And I moved out the next day.
1: <laughs> that just doesn't sound appetizing to me at all. Like, there's no world that <laughs> I can think of that I would even... Like, I'd be walking down an aisle in, like, a supermarket. And I'm like, oh, you know what I need? beets
0: i guess they look cool sometimes because the color it's kind of a unique color yeah you don't see too many dark red purple foods true but they taste like dirt (laughs) and i don't say this in a way where if you don't like something oh oh it tastes gross it tastes like dirt they actually taste like dirt and i'm not knocking anyone who likes beets i mean more power to those people but for me there's there's no difference from going outside, getting on all fours like a cow, and just taking a bite out of the grass. (laughs) It's the same thing to me. All right. (laughs) And grass might be better.
1: All right, before we lose all our beat lover listeners, you just want to get into it? Yeah, all right. (laughs) (laughs) You sound so wrong. Stop me now. All right. All right. Let's do this. Let's go.
0: As we said, this deals with Nekomama, which translates to cat's rice. So some highlights from this episode. We have the guy from last time, my bearded friend, talking about various rivers. This time he talks about the Nile and he says, hey, sometimes you float and sometimes you drown. And that's the only highlight as far as I'm concerned.
1: (laughs) I hate this guy. Why? Who is he?
0: (laughs) I don't know, but aren't you intrigued by mystery?
1: No. He's lame. (sighs) He's like that, like that person who butts into your conversation. Who, all they do is like they try to sound smart or try to. No, they just try to sound smart and they end up just being annoying.
0: He is a little bit nosy. Yeah, I'll give you that.
1: Yeah, like you, stick to your peanuts and your magnifying glass. What is he trying to What's do? What's he looking for? I don't. Like I, I first I was like, wait, is he trying to burn them? I'm like, wait, no, he's inside. <laughs> so, like, <it's> like, <laughs> I have no idea. He better get an episode this season. Go home. Is he eating peanuts because they're complimentary?
0: Yeah, he's probably broke his shit.
1: Spends all his money on um alcohol. On sake.
0: On poem books. <laughs> Life is like the... No. Nile. Yeah, let's yeah, go yeah, with
1: that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Alright. So, we pick up from last time where Miyuki comes in. We learn her name. So, Miyuki comes into the diner and she asks for Nekomama. Cat's rice. So, Master makes it for her. We learn that she comes in at the same time every morning. It seems like she comes in just before the diner's about to close. And we learn that she is an unsuccessful, by her own description, Anka singer. So Anka, it seems to be almost like Japanese country music. It's it's, It's a more traditional style of music. But she's up all night because she sings karaoke. She's not performing concerts. She's just doing her thing, presumably by herself in her own room. Next day, we see Master putting up her poster, so some of the regulars at the diner talk about it, and Master gives her CD to a lyricist who frequents the diner, who also seems to be a regular. They arrange for Miyuki to put on a live concert, so she sings a song called I Go Wherever Life Takes Me. The consensus seems to be that her voice is really good, but the lyrics are terrible and they are not shy in letting her know that. After the performance, the lyricist gives her lyrics that he wrote for a song called Lost Cat, or The Lost Cat. Then we get a montage of her absolutely killing it in Tokyo. We see her give live performances, we see her give interviews, we see some clippings from newspapers about her CD sales. But it seems like she's pushing herself really hard, because after one performance... She suddenly coughs up blood, and she ends up in the hospital. Later on, we see Master, who's at the diner, and Miyuki comes in, and she orders Nikomama, and she thanks him for helping her to understand what it means to be truly happy. So the is drinking a beer. She asks to drink with him. So he goes in the back to get her some, but when he comes out, she is gone. And unfortunately, we learned that she passes away. So then we see a memorial at the diner. And earlier that morning, we're treated to a small flashback of Master about to close up. And he goes to the front of the diner and he sees a cat-eating Nekomama on the floor at the entrance. And he says, Miyuki, welcome back. This got to me. Yeah, me too. I didn't expect to really be hit this hard by this episode. And even as it was going on, I felt like it was a little bit predictable. But I think the impact was still
1: there. Again, what I love about this show is what they're able to accomplish in such a short amount of time. I didn't think I could get attached to a character within a single episode. I didn't think I can get on like this emotional roller coaster with like a twenty some minute episode. Maybe even less than that because of, like, the after or, like, the before credits scene, like I was saying in the intro with uh, the flakes. But, um like, the transition of her going from hopeless to, oh, I can do this. And then from, like, I'm doing it, I'm happy, to I am exhausted and just sad and just the way that they do it without even her speaking words with just the atmosphere that they put her in and the environment and her facial expressions that was just really well done
0: they do a really good job with the transition and i think they do such a good job where as the episode was going on i was wondering if this was worth it if all of the success that she found was worth it or if maybe she would have been better off and ultimately able to keep her health by being an unsuccessful Anka singer who sings karaoke throughout the night. Because we don't know a whole lot about her illness. I mean we don't learn exactly what she has, whether it's it's probably not tuberculosis, but I know that you cough up blood if you have tuberculosis. It might have been a stress related thing because of the stress of all of her newfound success. So we don't really know, but because like you said, they do such a good job with the transition It makes you wonder, you know, you're really rooting for her, but at the end you think, at what cost did this come? Yeah. So, really good job with that. As for the theme for this episode, I think there was one that that really stood out. And they were really, really able to show this because, as you said, they do condense a lot in a fairly short episode. One of the big differences I noticed from the first episode was that there weren't as many central characters even in the first one ryu was obviously the main character but gen plays a role marilyn plays a role kosuzu plays a role this just seems to be miyuki and the master and it's interesting he kind of takes a little bit of a of a center stage role this time and i'm curious to see how this plays out as the show goes on but miyuki is the clear star for this episode and it seems to really focus in on doing what you love. And this is something, especially in our modern society, we're American if you can't tell by our accents. This is something that I think gets overlooked a lot. And I think that it would really be in a lot of people's best interest to say, hey, I have to make time for this, period. I have to make time to do things that I love. In the show, we see that Yuki, we don't know what she does during the day. Maybe she is recording. She's trying to further her career. Maybe she has a day job. We really have no idea. But she's up all night and she's singing. And when she's talking to the master about this, she doesn't say she's practicing. Even though that's what she's doing because she is a singer. She doesn't make it seem like it's work. This seems to be a, a true passion for her. She's singing, not practicing.
1: She says she was singing... Um other people's songs because it's in a karaoke box and she also mentions that her one song uh is not popular enough to make it into the karaoke machines
0: and it makes me think a little bit because you have some people who do pursue their hobbies and their passions as a job and i think for a lot of people they think if i could do this hobby all day or that hobby all day i'd be set But the other side of that, and we see this in the episode, is that there can be some either unseen consequences or even before that, just pressures to succeed because it's something that you like to do. And maybe you'll hold yourself accountable to an unhealthy degree and say, well, this is my thing. I'm a singer. So if I don't make it, then I'm worthless. So for you, Felix, have you ever thought about trying to pursue one of your passions or your hobbies as a career?
1: I mentioned in episode zero that I was a sponsored uh, competitive video gamer, professional gamer, I guess. And it was with a small team, and but we got some pretty major sponsorships and it was going places. And it, it's surprising to see wh- how far it's come within the past like decade of how far professional video gaming has come. Like just with the amount of sponsors and the amount of viewers online Uh, and without going like too deep into it, I've always wondered like what if I quit my day job to pursue it full time to travel, compete, practice, stream, create YouTube content. Because I've seen people who I started or even started after me, or even people i not really mentored, but like I've helped out like learning games, make it huge. I can't help but get a little bit of jealous and feel a little bit of resentment. Yeah.
0: When you make a decision like that, or when you consider a decision like that, there are so many factors and I think the biggest one is and this is true for many people, is you have to find a way to stay alive. If you're in a situation where you don't have to think about that, it makes it a little bit easier. Because then you can just devote all of your time to that. But shit's expensive, man. You know? Like Chipotle's expensive. Chipotle
1: is expensive. Unless you do um the three uh the three what is, oh man, what did they call it? three for five or something if you just do three items it's like a discounted rate in a burrito no like you and well anything like you could do it in like in a bowl or a burrito
0: so you could do like beef rice and and beans yeah
1: like just and for five bucks it's something yeah it's a discount it's like a three for three or like three for five or something like that because i would just do rice steak and lettuce that that would and it would be it would come out to like six dollars which is pretty sizable when you get a bowl because you know it's you get a good amount of rice, good amount of like protein in there with, with your green. <laughs> with that green. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it's 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 really just that opportunity cost of, like... Or gambles, I guess, is a better way because I didn't know where video gaming was going to go. I, I knew it was vaguely like, yeah, it's just going to get bigger um, as more eyes are on the, the community at large. But the types of games that I, I played wasn't the most popular at the time so like fighting games is is already a niche within a niche so it was very uncertain and to to like drop everything to risk like the rest of my life for for this like industry was i was scared i i just i couldn't take that dive because like there's so many factors into it like what if i did But I just wasn't even with all the practice in the world. What happens if I just couldn't reach like the higher levels? Like I couldn't win tournaments or I couldn't win money then. um, Or what if like nobody really cares about the content that I produce or the stuff that I put on streams or, or YouTube? So all those factors just really made me scared. And that's why ultimately why I decided to fall back on it. So I think
0: what it boils down to is that if you do try to pursue a hobby or a passion, it has to be coupled with the fact or the drive to be the best at it.
1: Yeah.
0: I think that's what it has to be. And so to come back to the episode, I think for Miyuki, again, we don't really get a sense that she wants to be the best. This is a true passion thing for her. And it's weird because life just kind of led her into the diner. And she happens to meet this lyricist through the master. So she's kind of an interesting story. And I think maybe for her, there was like a lot of luck. It's like wherever life took her and life happened to take her here, right?
1: I wish there was a little bit more time spent with how the lyricist felt about all this. Did he feel guilty about it? Did he... Again, we don't know what she passed from like what the diagnosis was right i don't think it ever was stated so we don't know if this was a pre-existing condition we don't know if the like you said um the stress and like the overwork was the one lead like the leading cause I, it probably exacerbated any kind of pre-existing condition so it didn't help but the lyricist was the one who saw something in her Obviously, everybody else in the diner, and especially the master, but the lyricist was the main catalyst to all this. So that's why I wish they would have expanded a little bit more on on his side.
0: The fact that he saw something in her really, really came out for me in full force at the end of the episode. Because then, when they're having the memorial service for her, they're talking about that first song that she sang, I Go Wherever Life Takes Me. So he saw something in that. And they talk about how that really seemed to suit her at the end. And I think that as a concept is really fascinating.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's what I wanted to segue into. Um, If you have anything else that you wanted to expand on on your side. Dude, life is taking me here right now.
0: (laughs) And I'm not going to try to fight it. We just got (laughs) to go with the flow, baby. So that's what I'm doing right now.
1: I wanted to do a little bit of research into, or I did a little bit of research into why everybody kept saying it was a weird title and a weird song. Did you happen to like find anything?
0: Not only did I not find anything, I didn't think this this was weird.
1: Yeah. This seems like a
0: song, you know, people talk about this kind of stuff. I mean, you think about like like some of those folk rocky type songs from the 70s.
1: I was thinking of like any like 90s song also like any of like the those like grunge or like any 90s pop not pop hit but just any of those 90s hits. I thought right, like the
0: attitude is different. But the idea is the same. Yes, In the 70s yeah. you're going to have an acoustic set. In the 90s you're going to have people chugging Mountain Dew on stage with the Dunkaroos kangaroo coming out. You know all of that extreme <laughs> stuff from the 90s man. I miss that
1: with x games going on in the background um
0: (laughs) dude you just gotta go as fast as you can (laughs) in the 90s it was like we're trying to get everything done before the millennium was over yeah yeah and everything's blue and red and like neon and you gotta us out.
1: yeah um i feel that like doing like doing what you love versus like i go wherever light takes me like that specific sentiment now thinking about it is kind of strange only because it's a dangerous thing to promote
0: if you think about where a lot of people are in life how many people do you know who really really love their job not many i know some but the majority of people i know don't really like it and think for some people they can't even really get to that point where they think hey I want to do this. I'm going to set out to do that. Because like you said, life attacks. And I think to some degree, that's the direction that life pushed them in. That's the direction that life's wind blew them in. It's like, hey, you want to to eat tonight? You want to have a place to live? You just got to do this. (laughs) You have to do that. Yeah, yeah. Period. Yeah. And it is shitty to think about. Like you said, this can be interpreted in so many different ways. Where it can be really dangerous, but for some people, it's just practical.
1: You hit it right there. I because it is interpreted so many ways. That's why you have to be careful. It it sounds like oh man, that's that's such a good way of thinking. You know, I don't have to worry about everyday stress and all these things. No, you do. You you have to like if if you have certain conditions that you need to to take care of, then you have to take care of that before you can be so carefree. Thinking about why the other people in the diner thought that song title was weird and the the lyrics were weird, I get it now. Because you feel
0: like maybe there's more pressure to get a job and not complain about anything?
1: Just like getting a job and and being uh, self-sufficient. Maybe that's why they thought it was weird. That's the, that, that, that is the only thing I can come up with. I
0: think you're onto something there, but to play a little bit of devil's advocate, because I generally do agree with you, that can be taken to such an extreme where people just say, Hey, I work for 12 hours a day. I work for 14 hours a day. And if you think about your basic needs that could be met, maybe you hit them but you feel like maybe you're too far in or you're too far down a certain path to say, hey, do I really want this? Am I in a position where I can maybe stop and pivot with my life and think about something that I may actually really want to do? If you like what you're doing, then hey, then keep doing it. But I think it is worth it to think about, at the very least. Give yourself a minute and say, hey, do I like it? Can I do something about it? And maybe the answer is no and no. And that sucks. And I'm sorry, I have been there. Many of us have. But it's important because we have to do what we can to try to be happy.
1: I also have experienced that. And it's sad to think about how much time I may have wasted in, in the job that I'm in. Um, even though I don't, you know, I, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I do not like it. It has provided opportunities for me, meeting very good benefits and meeting some close friends and uh there have been good things to come out of it, but recently I have realized though it isn't too late because I'm still able to find things that I like to do and find potential future career options that I may have not been able to see without taking the time, like you said, to just to really reflect.
0: If you were some twenty one year old, twenty-two year old right right out of college. You think, well, I might like this. Let's stick with that. You don't know shit. What were you doing at 21? You were playing Marvel. Uh, we were probably listening to
1: Creed. A lot of Creed. I still listen to Creed, so. Best song? Uh, with arms wide open.
0: Wrong. My Sacrifice.
1: They, aren't they the same song? <laughs> no. Yes,
0: yeah, I'm fan you are. <laughs>
1: No, I just I'm not saying it's the, is it the same song, but they sound similar. With arms wide open, sunlight, so I don't know. And then dude. when you are with me, this I is see the
0: Harbor. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> Brings tears <laughs> to my eyes Wait, 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 hold on Hold on, do we have Most to worry about I copyright? Professed. What?
1: Do we have to worry about copyright? I don't think so, we're too small Uh Creed's not gonna come Scott out Scott Stapp
0: Give me a call, Scott Stapp
1: Is that his Why do you know his name off the top of your head?
0: Because I'm an actual uh, fan Okay some
1: Okay, alright, alright, alright <laughs> I concede, I concede
0: Alright, <laughs> the bottom line is Life is cruel But you gotta try to make time Find happiness Think about what you're doing And if you can change it in the short term, go for it. If you have to wait a little bit, try to make plans. We get one shot. Let's make it count. Not bad. Go team.
1: (laughs) All right. Uh, You have anything else? I am
0: done. Life took us to the end of this discussion.
1: (laughs) Okay. So that brings us to uh, housework. Please follow us on Twitter. Uh, That is the main social media platform that we use. We are at Irashaipod. That's I-R-A-S-S-H-A-I-P-O-D. There, we have been posting some stuff about Midnight Diner related stuff. Uh, I recently found this really cool artist on the subreddit. I'm about to post their artwork there. I did get approval. So I'm excited to show that off and to maybe show it off to people who haven't seen it yet. And big news, we have been approved on iTunes and we uh, are on Spotify. So you can find us on any of your favorite podcast listening apps, such as Google Podcast, uh, Podcast Addict, any of those. Please give us a review. Um, I hate begging for it, but it will help us so greatly if you leave a review uh, and share with friends. Those are the two biggest things that you can help us grow. Um, If you want to support us, there is a a link to our Patreon in the description and also on any of the apps, you should see a donate link. And that is it. So it seems like
0: my seance with Steve Jobs last week worked.
1: No, I thought we were asking for seventh most popular podcast, and we are nowhere near. (laughs)
0: Life's going to take us there, man. Don't worry. Okay,
1: (laughs) we just got to go wherever life takes us.
0: I assume he has more important things to influence.
1: I forgot to ask you. Did yes. you like the songs? Did I like
0: the songs? I like both of them, but I like the Lost Cat one better. I think the lyricist really did a good job.
1: I'm in the same boat. I was vibing a little bit, not gonna lie. I think that's that's it for me. Um, I think it's time to close up shop.
0: I think so too. Well, folks, this was episode two of Shy. We hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much for listening. This is Jim.
1: This is Felix. We'll see you soon. Peace.